What's going on, everyone? I'm Mackenzie Ingram. This is Everything In Between. And in this episode, I want to talk about sleeping through the storm. So I don't know if I've already talked about this. I I feel like I have, or maybe I'd like practice the sermon in the mirror or something. Um, but if I have, just bear with me because we're going to be talking about a lot of the same stuff here. Um, I know it's not going to actually be like the exact same, but scripture wise and where I got this sermon, where I got this episode from might be the same. I just can't remember if I've talked about it or not. But anyways, I think that we have all gone through times in our lives where we're, we felt like we're suffering or we're going through a really hard season or a really hard situation, a hard transition. I don't know what that looks like. I think we all have different forms and levels of suffering. But something that I think has been a part, a big part of my journey is finding joy in that no matter what that looks like, whether that's suffering from a relationship loss, from a job transition, from struggling financially, from things maybe not being right, or like settled within my family, with my friends, just uncertainty of life. Um, And something that I feel like the Lord really tested me with, especially last year was finding joy and having peace in those seasons. And so I was listening to a sermon by Stephen Furtick. It's called Never Stop Knocking. It's so good. Y'all should go listen. Um, But I want to talk about the passage that he spoke about, but go kind of completely different than what um, his message was like completely about. But he talked about Peter and how in Acts 12, Peter was in jail. And before it was like the night before his execution, homeboy was asleep. Like he was asleep because he had so much peace and just like calmness about the God that he served. And he knew that if Jesus was sitting at the right hand of God, then he was good. Whether that meant he lost his life or whether that meant a miracle happened where Jesus got him out of that situation, Peter was asleep. And I think that Peter was able to sleep because of the strength that he received from God through experiencing him, um, experiencing his own trials and seeing things with his own eyes and just being in a place where God just surpassed the strength that he needed in any situation that he was in. And it almost reminded me, like, I kind of wanted to to title this strength in the suffering because I feel like in order to sleep in the suffering, we need that strength in it. Um, and so that's kind of what I want to talk about. I want to dive into the scripture and then kind of talk about, um, things that I faced and just also like how amazing this scripture is. So I'm reading out of Acts 12. Basically at this point, King Herod was persecuting Christians. Um, and James, John's brother was just killed, was just beheaded and his life was lost. So then Herod basically saw how much like this pleased the Jewish people. So then he arrested Peter and imprisoned him, placing him under guard, um, of four squads of four soldiers. So 16 soldiers and something that Stephen Frederick said in his passage was how much power Peter had to have for, him to be placed under 16 soldiers, one man, but he needed 16 soldiers. Um, And so, yeah, basically then the next day or whenever King Herod had planned to kill 
Peter. So Acts 12 verse 6. I did not proofread this. So if I don't know a word, I don't know a word. I already told y'all I can't read. Um, it's called Peter's Miraculous Escape from Prison. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep. He was asleep, y'all. The night before he was placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two, two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on the coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize that this was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gates leading to the city. And it opened for them all by itself. So they passed through it and started walking down the street and the angel suddenly left him. Then basically Peter realized like the Lord sent an angel to save him. He went back to like his place of house where the people were praying for him and he knocked and he was alive. And like, that's kind of the message that Stephen Furtick had was to never stop knocking. But I want to talk about how Peter was asleep and how I don't know if I'm, if I have a faith right now where I knew I was about to die tomorrow and I'm like chilling, sleeping peacefully. And I don't know if that's like a bad thing to admit, but that's the honest truth of, I feel like I would be filled with just like, anxiousness of like, this is my last night. I would be tossing and turning. And I mean, who knows if I'm ever in that situation, maybe God would give me this supernatural strength that he has given Peter. But it's just incredible to see Peter. And you know what? And you know what else is really incredible is Peter was the one who was mad at Jesus for sleeping on the boat in the middle of the storm. Like, to see, wow, that's so good because it also tells you that you don't have to have this strength or this power or not even power, but this ability to sleep through storms right now because Peter didn't always have that. Peter was mad, was at Jesus, was mad at Jesus saying, do you want us to die? Like you're asleep in the middle of the storm. Our boat is about to get swallowed and you're down there sleeping. Wow, that's so, that's to see the transformation from Peter going to freaking out, being in the middle of a storm, upset that Jesus was asleep. And, and mind you, like we are to be like Jesus, right? That's our goal. We're, we're striving to walk like Jesus. Jesus was sleeping in the storm. Wow. That's also a good title sleeping in the storm. I might change the title to this, to that, but I actually like that. That's going to be the new title for this. Um, Yeah, but then now Peter, the one that was mad at Jesus for sleeping, is now sleeping in the middle of his own storm. And so that shows you that there's grace and there is mercy for your walk under and understanding that you don't have to be peacefully sleeping in the middle of your storm right now. But as you continue to seek God and give your life to him and follow him and allow him to renew and transform you, you will get to a place where you will be able to sleep peacefully in the middle of the storm. And I know I've been there. I've been the type to freak out in any situation that was like uneasy or just drama or uncertainty. I would freak out. And there are times that I still do. But I think going through last season, when I went through, when I woke up, just having this overwhelming sense of peace um, in my situation, 
I was able to sleep through storms. I was able to have things thrown at me that absolutely broke my heart, but I was peaceful and I showed grace and I showed mercy and I continued walking because I know what God did for me. And it was the peace and the strength. That is what I'm getting at. He gave me a supernatural strength to forgive people who did the unforgivable to me. He gave me strength to be able to walk peacefully when a storm was about to just take over everything. He gave me strength to love people that are really hard to love, to be nice to people that I want to be mean. Like he gave me this super natural strength that I know I would have not been able to get by myself. No matter how much I went to the gym or tried or worked with or tried to forgive and forget, like nothing worked but the strength of Jesus. And something that um, Stephen Furtick said in his passage is when Peter, so Peter was asleep a couple times in the Bible. And when Peter was sleeping in the, in the garden of Gethsemane, right before Jesus was about to be crucified, um, the little backstory, he took a couple of his disciples with him and he went to pray and was, Jesus was basically asking God to take this cup from me. Like if, if it is in your will, please relieve me of this. And he was sweating blood. Like Jesus was going through it before he got crucified. And that's also showing you like, it's okay to go through uncertainty and ask God to take this cup from you. But in this situation, God did not take the cup from Jesus, but God filled Jesus with the strength that he needed to endure the storm that he was about to encounter. And that's what God can do for you. And so he said, Stephen Furtick said, when Peter fell asleep while Jesus was off praying, Peter was sleeping out of weakness. I need to find that scripture because it says that when Jesus came back, he was upset. And then he returned to the disciples and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. And so Stephen Furtick was saying that in this moment, Peter was sleeping out of weakness because his spirit was not filled. It was not strengthened. But as he continued to walk through and endure certain things and encounter an amazing encounterment that I, I just like can't even imagine what the, what the resurrection of Jesus was like. Um, but through time, Peter was able to sleep now because he had strength to sleep. And he knew that no matter what happens, whether they torture me, whether I die tomorrow or whether God comes through for me, I'm going to sleep and I'm going to be at peace because I know the God that I serve and I know how good he is. And I know right now that Jesus is sitting at his right hand and that's all that I need. And so I don't know what your struggle or what your storm looks like right now, but I want to one, tell you that if you're really struggling and if you don't feel like you're at peace and you don't feel like you can count it all joy, it says in James 1, um, two, I believe, let me make sure y'all know, I don't like false, um, uh, quoting scripture, James one, two, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your, come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy for you, for you know that your faith is tested. Your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect, complete, and needing nothing. So 
I love when you said when troubles of many kinds come of many kind come your way, meaning that troubles are going to come. Just because you pick up this cross every day and you choose to follow Jesus doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle with things in life. Troubles will come, but it is in our faith and through the testing of our faith and the endurance of our faith to count it joy. But also understanding that right now, even if you're not there, show yourself grace because Peter wasn't either. When Peter was on that boat and they were about to get tossed and turned in, or at least they thought they were by that storm, he was upset that Jesus was sleeping. But now, years later, I don't know, I don't know exactly how many years later this has happened. And, and in that boat, just like in the Garden of Gethsemane, I really hope it was the Garden of Gethsemane. Yes, Gethsemane. I think that guess there's an S in there. I don't know if it's silent or not, but bear with me. Um, yes. So the garden of Gethsemane, when he was sleeping there, when Jesus, when Peter was on the boat and when he was sleeping, he was freaking out one and sleeping out of weakness because he had not seen or encountered or really developed that faith. His faith was being tested. And even when he was in this prison cell, his faith was being tested and he now was able to sleep because through time and through trial and through success and victory and joy and sorrow and tears, Jesus has been able to strengthen Peter in a way that is undescribable. And he can do that for you. There have been times, I know I talk a lot about my heartbreaks in my life. There have been times in my heartbreaks where I did not think I was going to make it. And there were many times where I didn't want to make it. And now when I go through a hard time or most recent, my most recent heartbreak, it was tough. It was, but through it, through it, I counted it all joy. Even if I was crying, even if I was really sad, I, I counted it with joy because Jesus was filling me up to the point where I was able to forgive people for things that they did to me and love them and show them grace. I cannot, I would have never been able to do that out of my own strength. Mackenzie a year ago or two years ago, definitely three and plus years ago would have never been able to do that. I would have cussed that person out, told them really mean things and have, would have canceled them. But Jesus, with Jesus and with his power and his supernatural ability to change you, it is possible. It is possible to sleep through any storm. Whether that's a storm of loss, a storm of addiction, of relapse, a storm of infertility, a storm of unforgiveness, a storm of your not your finances, a, st- a storm of temptation, a storm of suicide, a storm of comparison and depression and anxiety, whatever that storm looks like for you, it is possible for you to get to a point or be at a place where you can sleep peacefully through it. And I hope you know that. And I hope you show yourself grace in that season. Because like I said in the beginning, every storm is different. There's different levels of suffering. There's different levels um, of storms and of uncertainty and of things that are going to come your way. But with God and knowing and having peace and knowing that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the most high, there's nothing greater than that. And he has you in his hand. It says that no weapon against you shall prosper. Nothing that comes your way will prosper over you 
because you are in the hands of Jesus who loves you, who values you, who sees you and who wants you. So sleep through your storm. Find peace through your storm. Pray through your storm. I prayed. I prayed so much. And like I said, there are still times that I struggle and I find myself being overwhelmed and consumed by the worries of this world or this, the worries of my situation. But there's something else that Stephen Furtick pointed out in this sermon is that the people that were praying, it said that the church was earnestly praying for Peter. And he said something so good. He said, oh, this is so good. He said, it takes great faith for the church to pray for Peter when they know what just happened to James. James just died got his head cut off, but still they were earnestly praying for Peter. And we don't know what they're praying for. We don't know if they were praying for a miracle or praying for that strength or praying for peace over him, but surround yourself with people that are going to pray for you through storms and that are going to pray peace over you, pray miracles over you, pray strength and endurance over you, who you are around and the people in your circle and the people that pray for you matters. Surround yourself with warriors that will earnestly pray for you. Having those people around you can make your sleeping through the storm easier. They can give you more. They can pray on your behalf. They can help you if you feel like you're, you're not in a place where you're strong enough to believe or do that. I just went through a season of that. Last week, my best friend prayed a prayer over me that I didn't even believe for myself. That is why we need a church. That is why, and a church isn't a building full of pastors and people. It's a, it's a circle. A church doesn't always mean like, yes, I do think we need to be in church and we need to have a home church and we do need to be involved in church, but I don't say have a church pray for you as in like, go to the altar and tell your church your problems. No, who are, who is your circle? Who are your girls? Who are your boys? Who do you have that can pray for you through the storms of life? Because they will come. So again, I don't know what your storm looks like, but I want to tell you that right now with Jesus, it is possible to sleep through it. And I hope you can get to a place where you can do just that. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much, God. I thank you just for the storms in my life and through the trial um, and, and the air that I've gone through where I haven't been able to sleep through storms, where I've been up and worried and, and doubting you and questioning you and just not having that faith, God. But through you and your supernatural strength and the testing of my faith, you have been able to allow me to do so, Lord. And I pray right now that you give that same strength, you give that same endurance of faith to your people. Someone right now is going through a storm, God, and I just pray supernatural strength over them. I pray that you develop and you begin to just show them your glory, God, and help us all get to a point where when we are, when we are on a boat in a storm, we come down and we sleep next to you instead of yelling that you don't care about us or that you don't want to keep us safe, but that we know that with you, we have nothing to worry about. We have nothing to question We have nothing to doubt because you are a good God and you love us and you see us and you will protect us no matter what. I pray sleep and peace and just calmness over your people, God. We love you. We trust you. We thank you and we praise you. And in Jesus name we pray. Amen. (music) 